0: When I came to Sherboard Castle on March the 16th, the first case of Covid-19 infection had been confirmed in the area of Dorset, administered by Dorset Council, just two days earlier. At the castle, the final steps along a winter-long journey to prepare the house and grounds for a new season open to the public were being made, even as the Prime Minister was preparing to convene a meeting of the Government's Cobra Committee to consider the growing coronavirus crisis.
1: Who knows? I mean, I, have you got any idea what's going to happen? we like everyone else, we're just watching and waiting.
0: Outside, the spring flowers were about to burst into colourful display under the watchful eye of gardener Gavin Horniblow and his two colleagues. Inside, housekeeper Susan Barham was completing the round of cleaning, polishing and dusting the rooms and horologist Jonathan Betts was winding and repairing ancient clocks around the castle.
2: This is what's known as a tavern clock, sometimes erroneously called an Act of Parliament clock. It's a large wall clock made in the late 18th century.
0: I think I prefer it when we're open. It's lovely to see people enjoying it and taking an interest and, you know, um, in a way I do prefer it when we're
2: open. We want the visitors to come and to see what we do, you know. It's not just for us. You you get a, a lot of buzz from seeing the visitors and hearing their compliments of how great the garden looks. So, yeah, it's good to have the visitors and to show it off.
0: The Wingfield Digby family have owned Sherbourne Castle since the time of the Stuarts. Mariah Wingfield Digby was still hoping the day trippers and coach parties would soon be making their way along the driveway towards the castle and grounds, visiting the shop and the tea room during their stay. And that people from the town would continue to walk their dogs through the Capability brand designed grounds.
1: Let's not double guess. We are looking forward, we are planning to open as normal, as of today. Let's see what the Cobra meeting says tomorrow. There are too many scenarios we could discuss but I think we're sticking to our initial plan is we're opening on, the, on Good Friday, we're going ahead as usual.
0: Of course, after the Prime Minister's solemn broadcast the following week, putting Britain into indoor confinement, Mariah's optimism was dashed. Not only were the trippers banned, but the grounds too had to be closed to local dog walkers. Since March the 16th, 365 people in our part of Dorset have died with coronavirus, But the worst appears to be over and restrictions are being eased. And on Thursday, the wrought iron gates that were closed nearly three months ago will not exactly swing open again. I've never tried to open such heavy gates. But they will be heaved aside and once again, the grounds will be open to the ticket-buying public.
1: We've had the green light from the government um, and this Thursday, the 4th of June, 10am, the gardens only will open Um, last admission will be 330 and we um, would like everyone to leave by 5 so we have a chance to sanitise and prepare for the next day
0: And What sort of measures have you had to take so that you can be safe to reopen?
1: That has been absolutely paramount to be safe for our visitors and our staff and we've reached out to our um, industry bodies, the historic houses, Candid Gardens um, RHS partner gardens and they have been absolutely brilliant, and we've all pulled together, brainstormed. I mean, I've suddenly got onto Zoom, I've got onto Microsoft Teams, I've been on loads of conference calls. Can't believe how many discussions I've had about public toilets, uh, benches, uh, hand sanitizers you name it. And we've done rigorous risk assessments. We've got new signage coming tomorrow um, explaining to our visitors about social distancing and we put a one-way system in the garden
0: so basically they can just wander around the gardens but the, the tea room and the shop will, and the castle itself will still be closed
1: Yeah, we're doing this in a slowly measured way this is phase one we are not allowed at the moment to open the shop we're not allowed to open the castle and we're not allowed to open the tea room and we can't sadly do takeaways because in the small print of the guidelines you are not allowed to have seating or any area where people can congregate. And we're actually standing outside the tea room. And as you can see, we fail on a number of um, wickets.
0: People will be able to stop and, and enjoy the garden. They won't just be uh, turfed out of their car and then uh, moved no, no, no. around.
1: hope uh, we, uh, we hope people bring picnics. And please, could you take your rubbish home? Please don't bring barbecues. Um, we've moved all the benches to socially distancing um distances and there's luckily it's a huge garden there's plenty of room and we're very lucky we don't have a pokey car park so we can park people well apart so I think we're we're match fit and ready and really excited to um, welcome people on Thursday.
0: We've seen supermarkets and other shops having to put in perspex screens and take all sorts of um, measures to to keep people safe what special measures have you put in place?
1: Oh loads Um, behind the scenes we have modified our ticket box with a purse front. We've invented this sort of thing, it's rather like a, a pizza um paddle which has got the contactless um credit card machine on so there's no touching. Um we'd we'd love everyone to come contactless, that would be just brilliant. So we're going to be cash free. Um we have invested in hand sanitizers they're everywhere. Um We've rethought our public toilets. The, the the outside door will be propped open. They're going to be professionally cleaned. Um, and we've put in, obviously, soap. And it's all, every single detail has been micro-thought. And we've sort of rigorously done health and safety checks on everything. And we've got a one-way system in the garden and there are passing places so you can pull in. So I think, I think we're we're ready to go
0: all we need is this glorious weather to continue
1: yeah well i've looked at the forecast and it's looking ace i'm really really confident actually from a gardener's point of view we could do with a drop of rain this is ridiculous i don't think it's rained properly for since you came actually i think you took the rain away with you was
0: it raining that day i think it may have been
1: yeah and i don't think it's rained properly since
0: I think this time I'm bringing the rain with me because my forecast says there'll be rain on Wednesday and cooler weather with showers over the next few days. Back in March, gardener Gavin Horniblow told me how
2: they were preparing for the castle to open for a new season. Um, At the moment we're gearing up for um, the opening of the castle so um, it's all hands on deck with the weeding um, which is, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, you know, we do that constantly anyway but um, we always up our game especially for the opening of the castle and yeah mowing which is uh but we we need machinery to be able to do all the the stuff that we do do we couldn't do it just by ourselves so we do rely heavily on machinery as well what's your favorite part of the garden favorite part of the garden oh that's a tricky one because i do love it all but i would probably say a maple glade um it's just it's a woodland walk and you know and there's some interesting uh japanese maples in there and we're starting to introduce um a lot more um different type of plants and um more exotic but hardy plants just to complement the japanese maples so yeah that's probably my favorite area it depends on the time yeah if you go around the whole of the castle now with all the bulbs and all the um anemones it looks amazing so
0: yeah the sun's just come out as we speak yeah And it's beginning to feel spring-like.
2: It Actually, it does feel like spring. Um, It's a long time coming. It feels like it's been a long, I wouldn't say a cold winter, wet winter, which has been a problem because we've had a lot of waterlogging this year. And um, it it does affect the plants, but they'll bounce back. The worries of a wet winter were nothing compared
0: to what happened next.
1: In the short term, um, when lockdown initially happened, Gavin and Roy um, went on furlough for three weeks until we could do a proper risk assessment to see how they could work safely in the garden. And I suddenly had a panic. We're going to have a sort of Disney moment of Briar Rose of weeds climbing up the castle. And because I wasn't doing my shop or in the castle, I I did gardening and weeding. So I've been under every single bush and every single shrub in this garden, weeding it. Um, My son has been mowing the, the lawns and um, I um, have been on the tractor. And then after three weeks, when we got everything in place, um, Roy and Gavin came back, but I was very lucky that our contractor Dave was with me for the first three weeks. And he's been absolute star, absolutely brilliant. And together we've got addicted to audio <laughs> The Count to Monte Cristo we listened to uh, for the first three weeks. So there's some really positive things that have come out of this experience.
0: Well, the garden's looking lovely, I have um, to say.
1: thank you. Well, um, it was Chelsea week last week. So this is the moment for roses, the moment for cyanosis, sweet william, delphinium, salvias. Um, I see uh, nepta, um, loads of geraniums. It's really coming together, colours coming out and we've been able to put our because the weather's been so lovely, things like over there can you see our ginormous banana tree? you see it? Yeah. So the sort of tender plants are going out and we've been really lucky having Castle Garden Centre next door. Normally in the spring we fill in gaps and we rejig the garden and they've been brilliant and they delivered through our back door and thanks to them and our Supplier of really funky plants which is um, desert to jungle from Taunton Rob really sweetly did a trip up and delivered us some plants H- those arrived two days ago and Gavin I think you just saw a minute ago was just planting some out so the garden's moving forward as planned
0: and one of the unexpected benefits of the, of the lockdown is the sound yeah. it's, it's y- y- we're just here in the garden and it's just bird song and a breeze and, and that's it
1: Yes, it's been incredible. It's almost been eerie. Uh, there's been no trains, there's been no helicopters, uh, and no aeroplanes. And I'm quite relieved that this lockdown has lasted for 12 weeks because all our wildlife did some really silly things. They they laid their eggs in unusual places. Um, but luckily, all, all, all the ducklings have fledged and, and they're now safe, because I was really worried that our visitors would tread on the nests.
0: Just as we're saying how calm and quiet it is here in the garden, Sorry, your, that's your ATV garden. sensor.
1: <laughs> He's just been putting out the last plants, um, so I'm afraid it's still hands-on, life goes on.
0: What does it mean for the castle as a business, though? This 12 weeks must have been worrying.
1: Well, it's not great, is it, When you when you're set to open and you have 12 weeks off, but... Let's look at the positives. I'm a glass half full person and I think it will be a different and better experience for our visitors because I think we've all been trained by supermarkets to socially distance, people have more space to enjoy the gardens and having been cooped up in a flat for 12 weeks, I think people will really appreciate coming here and it will be a a relaxing de-stress moment. Perhaps in the past we'd have had groups, but now I think you can't maybe take Granny out for her birthday lunch, but you could come here and have a picnic, and I think that's we'll we'll see a different sort of clientele, and I think it will be brilliant, and I'm really looking forward to welcoming them.
0: Do you expect people from mainly the local area, or are you expecting them from a bit further afield? We've seen the beaches around here. They're absolutely rammed with people over the last couple of weekends.
1: I think it'll be a local population um i don't think you'd get in the car and, and maybe go to i don't know wisley or whatever from here you'd you you you'd just go local and i'm on this um at base camp out with historic houses and we've been exchanging views and all our other the gardens across the country have have suggested that it's a, a local trade
0: talking about the business side of it um, and i've obviously been speaking to lots of traders in the town they've I'd they've love been
1: listening to your your um
0: very thank you but they've all all been very encouraged by the steps the government took early on to provide financial support is that something that historic houses have been able to take take part of
1: um they have been lobbying the the the, the government they've joined forces with the national trust and um uh, the botanic gardens of q rhs and together they got a round table discussion and they represented us and they've done a really good job and without them I don't know where we'd be so we're, we're really pleased with how the industry and everyone has been so helpful i've been talking to people at blending palace they've been really lovely they've come they've got much more resources to us and they th- things like wording for signage we've all worked together and brainstormed on these conference calls and zoom calls and i think it's been a really positive an engaging experience.
0: It's, fu- it's funny how every sector is doing that. They're yeah. all talking to themsel- talking to it's each other again now. That pr- perhaps we weren't before. No, we and weren't everybody s- uh, is trying to help us. each other. Yeah.
1: And I think, as as a takeaway from this drama, I think it's going to it's a really positive step, and we've got forged some great links and a lot of networking, and I think it's been brilliant.
0: Uh, the castle estate, I guess, is, is a significant landlord in the town. Have you been able to help your 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 tenants in any way?
1: We have an open door policy. They can come and talk to us anytime. So we're all all in this together.
2: This is an important update from the government about coronavirus symptoms and testing.
0: If you have any one of the following symptoms, a high temperature, a new continuous cough, loss of taste or smell, you can now get tested. Do not leave home for any reason other than to get tested. Find out how to get a test and how long to isolate at nhs.uk slash coronavirus. Stay alert. Control the virus. Save lives. You're listening to the Sherbourne Podcast from the gardens of Sherbourne Castle, which will reopen to the public on Thursday this week, June the 4th, at 10am. The castle's been owned by the Wingfield Digby family since the 17th century. I'm with Mariah Wingfield Digby.
1: We are... On the ginkgo lawn behind you is a ginormous ginkgo tree also known as the maidenhair tree um, and it's situated next to our orangery, and we are surrounded by herbaceous borders. This is sort of the traditional sort of gardeny bit of our huge landscape garden. In this border we've got a lovely magnolia that was out in the spring and then we're moving towards our sort of high summer colour. We're sort of in that inter period between spring and summer so we've got geraniums, we've got peonies, Roses. Do you want to stick your nose in that rose? That's a Gertrude Jekyll, it's really yummy. And then over here we've got, our structure is provided by these box squares. And this is a ginormous border and it's an absolute nightmare to we, uh, But we're on top of it and it's, I think it's looking okay. What do you reckon?
0: I think it looks lovely and thankfully you can see for yourself when the grounds of Sherbourne Castle open again on Thursday.
1: This white bush here is a syringa and that is so yummy, and at the front it smells delicious, and here we've got Penstemon's, Um, I think I got this from um, Kingston Moorwood, one of our plant hunting trips, and gosh that's weird, that's out early, that's a little red um, dahlia, that's a landaff dahlia, that's out far too soon, Um, I think we're having sort of, this heat has brought out plants that shouldn't normally be out at this time of year. Because all the nurseries have been caught up in this um, COVID-19 problem, some of our bedding plants that we ordered have been substituted. It's rather like your supermarket shop. (laughs) So I ordered dwarf yellow sunflowers, and I think really tall pink ones have been delivered. But I think combined with our combination of salvia, blue salvias and cornflowers, they might look really quite funky, let's hope.
0: Quick change of plan, then. <laughs>
1: yes, but that's gardening, isn't it? You never know. Every every plant has its moment. I think we're having the year of the delphiniums. Do you see them over there, yeah. those blue things, tall things? Yeah. And we had a, an amazing splash of alliums. They're about to go over, but I rather like them when they go to seed. They're, they're sort of rather structural.
0: So the fact that the garden's reopening this week, yeah. um, actually people won't have missed... Its glory is too much. Will they?
1: I think it has many moments. This garden, of course, we're famous for our spring bulbs, and sadly, people have missed our tulips, and our narcissi, and our anemones and frillias and things like that. But now we've moved on to other things. Um, The cow parsley moment is just going over, but in front of you, you've got a sort of canopy of colour, which I think's quite pleasing, and. Behind us, have you noticed when you drove in, did you see the blue fields? We're growing flax for the first time.
0: Oh, it's flax, is it? Yeah, linseed. Ah. I wonder what that was.
1: Yeah, so that's an experiment. Um, We can no longer grow as a break crop oilseed rape because we're not allowed to use um, a particular chemical which is banned in this country. So what's so annoying is all our oilseed rape is probably going to come in from um, the Ukraine. Different standards, and that's particularly irritating.
0: But it's better for the bees.
1: Yes, in this country. But why are we buying in a product that's been poisoned?
0: Double standards. I have to say the flax looks nicer than the oilseed rape in the countryside.
1: Yes. Well, I think I I actually quite pleased with it. It it almost looked as though we'd done it for the NHS. (laughs) (laughs) Can't take that credit, I'm afraid.
0: But the other thing we've missed. because of the lockdown, we've missed two of the big events, or we've missed one of them already, and I think the other one was coming up yep. um, that normally happens here in the castle grounds. We've missed the, the country fair
1: and our uh, and your classic cars. And, and supercar show. Yeah, I mean that is the real downside of this drama. I and mean, I'm always look for positives, but I'm afraid that it's been being a big hit because they provide a lot of money to charities. Um, so they've taken a hit and. That, that I find really upsetting, actually.
0: But they'll be back next year?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Let's hope this nonsense is over.
0: Away from the formal garden are the landscaped grounds, first designed by Capability Brown 270-odd years ago. I've got a chocolate Labrador. Oh, what's it
1: called? Bentley. Oh, cool.
0: Um, where can I take him?
1: Oh, right. Well, we have a sort of route which would be perfect for Bentley you start at the front of the castle where you'll park and you walk over the east lawn to um, the thatched hut and there's a great new planting we've done around there and it's a sort of triangle so you do a sort of circle like this and there's two paths then you come over the um, east lawn and then along anemone walk and over north lawn which is just here through the skate and then you're here by the boat shape here where you can have a potter on there and then there's lots of different ways round the orangery so there's plenty of room for people to move around. Um, This takes quite a bit if you're a plantsman because we've got loads of our funky plants here and then you turn right, go round the lake and then you go towards the Maple Glade and then you get to the sleeper bed over Clematis Bridge which is over there um, towards Rawley's Seat down into the Cascade Um, and then we're taking you up to Castle Corner Bed, along the top of the ramparts of the old castle, so you can see the old castle, over Earl Henry's Bridge, and then you go into the dry lands, dry grounds, and towards our fossil house, which you can see in the distance, you come back in a circular way on a different path, on the top path, and you come to the cedar tree lookout. Can you see it there? I can. Uh, Behind there, in, in the spring, we have a tulip roundabout, but that's sadly gone over, and then you follow, Along the side of the lake, there's two paths actually, so you can either go lakeside or a smoother path at the top, and you come to Pope's Seat, along the edge of the Cascade, and then we go under a Laburna March, under Wisteria, and past Scooby, and you come back again over um, Wisteria Bridge, which is really wide, plenty of room for people to pass, and we'd ask people to take the bottom Lakeside walk, um, and they can actually wiggle through the maple blade if they so wish, and then they can go and see the gun. They can go and see the stable block, and then they can meander back to their cars, and get their ten thousand steps in.
0: So it's uh, so it's what three or four miles.
1: I, you know, I've never measured it. I've done it with my iPhone, um, but I've never actually measured it. It's a good. It's a it's a proper walk. Yeah. But you don't have to do the whole thing. You could do sections of it. Stop and have a sit on a picnic rug, sit on a bench. You don't have to be hyper.
0: And does Bentley have to be on a lead all the way around?
1: Please, a short lead, if you don't mind.
0: Well, I don't mind, but Bentley will.
1: Well, we've had dogs on long leads, and sadly they've beheaded and decapitated some of our plants. I bought a really expensive Wisteria Alice from um not a wisteria, a ranger Alice from Wisley and it survived two minutes before it was decapitated so sadly, mm. and we get quite a few dogs so short leads please,
0: okay. and please but
1: keep you take your poo home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all do that now don't we? Hopefully. Mariah Wingfield Digby. The grounds of Sherbourne Castle will open again from Thursday from 10am with the last admission each day at 3.30pm. Check the castle website for details of ticket prices and guidance on staying safe during your visit. To hear more stories from Sherbourne as we get more of our freedoms back, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you won't miss an episode. Most of our previous episodes are still available for you to check out and download. Thanks for listening. The Sherborne Podcast is a Red Mic production for Brookmore Media.